0: In today's show, we look ahead at Monday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's pricefix.com. The promo code is locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Just reading that, do you guys say 100 or 100? Or do you interchange? I don't even know what I said. I think I said 100 there, but 100? I don't even know. Anyway. It's not really the point. We're here to talk about Monday's action in the NBA. And normally on these shows, I will tell you at the end, I'll go here's a list of streaming options. I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to tell you streaming options. I'm not going to tell you who to stream in for today or for Monday. I'm not going to tell you what to look for for the next four days because what you're looking for for the next four days is the trade deadline and being nimble with those moves. And someone might ask, rightfully so, hey Josh, I've got four waiver ads for the week. Um, do I really need to save all of them? I don't have four streaming spots. Um, why do I need to hold? What can I use one or two to stream? I mean, you can do whatever you want really. But adding guys at the trade deadline, if moves happen, is not about streaming. It's not about, well, I'm just going to add someone into my streaming spot. There could be, and there might not be, but there could be significant changes in value. You might have a player who you consider your 10th best player gets traded to a situation where he goes from 35 minutes to 22 minutes. So therefore, that spot on your roster just opened up. So you've got your streaming spot, you've got that spot. You've got another person who's an injury replacement, who's okay for a week or so, who's on your roster, and then another big opportunity opens for someone else that's on the waiver wire, and there's three spots already. So I wouldn't want to hamstring myself to get one extra, two extra games Monday through Wednesday. I wouldn't want to hamstring myself by using waiver ads for that. For what purpose? I'd rather take some hits early on in the week understanding that sometimes you might be in a completely different situation where you are absolutely desperate and you just need to get every category. But in the long run, this is not going to be a successful strategy. It might get you a win. It might get you into the playoffs, but you're better off. I think the overall positive value move is to hold and then adjust when things happen. We got a trade happen today. Obviously, I've done the show already. Go check it out. Kyrie Irving traded to the Dallas Mavericks. I'm not sure there's a giant winner from it. I'm not sure there's a must-grab player. Like Finney Smith, I'd grab if he was there, but I think Finney Smith and O'Neill and Josh Green and these sort of guys look like they're sort of fringe, fringe-ish 12-team league players, probably more 14 in the case of Josh Green. Like not a clear winner. And that'll be the case with a lot of deals. But you might get three to four guys become available and having the ammunition to do that, to add those guys, I think is more important than streaming someone in for a one-day ad. Now, we'll talk about it in a second when we get to, um, when we get to the uh, Golden State Warriors because there's an injury there that we need to talk about. But that's my general philosophy around the trade deadline and around the first three days of this. It's only three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because the trade deadline happens before Thursday's game. It's only three days. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The first game is the Celtics and the Pistons. Boston are 11-point favorites in this one. Marcus Smart will be out. Marvin Bagley will be out, and then Luke Cornett and Corey Joseph are both questionable. That doesn't really matter. What does matter is watching the situation in Boston with the front court. Al Horford has struggled again. For the last week or two, you know my stance on him in points leagues. He's not a must-roster player. And in 10-team category leagues, I think he can do better. And his value is significantly higher in a roto league versus a head-to-head league. With missed games, the lack of scoring, the low volume, When he's he's everything's tied into really blocks and percentages for Horford. I still think you do want to hold him in most 12-team category leagues, but I don't think that it's an absolute stone cold. Have to do it under every situation. Rob Williams is starting to push up as well. His minutes are good. Still not at his same level as last season, but he's not that far away. He's not as far away as the people that roster him um, are feeling that he is. I think that's the best way to phrase that. I also want to watch on the Pistons, Killian Hayes, because I'll get the question, can I drop him? And the answer is you can do whatever you want. I still think that holding on to Killian Hayes To see what happens, do they trade? Alec Burks is clearly not the answer. And part of the reason that Burks is starting over Hayes is not because of Burks. It's because of Jade and Ivy. I know that. It's still a ridiculously dumb move in my opinion, but that's what it's because of. So even if Burks gets traded, it doesn't mean that Hayes moves back to a a 32-minute-a-night starting role. That is definitely true. But I've seen Killian Hayes play 32 minutes a night and be a pretty comfortable top 100 player. So I'd like to see what would happen if, at the deadline if Burks is traded and what would come back and who, what other options they would have before I just outright drop him three days to go before the deadline. It's trending in the wrong direction, no question about it, and I've, I've got no problem with dropping Killian Hayes, but I'd just like to exercise these three days' worth of patience. I also want to watch Al um, Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming glass! I think what you have to look at with Dwayne Casey is A, he's frustrating, obviously, but there's not going to be consistency with a lot of what he does. Like, Stewart went from playing 22 minutes to 37 minutes last game, from bench to starter. I still don't think that he's a must grab player at all. Like, but you can if you want to, but we've seen him starting basically all season. And I don't think anyone who had him on their roster would go, man, it was so good having him. I loved having Isaiah Stewart as a starter. He was great. He was definitely a must roster player, like, because he wasn't. So him re-elevating back to the starting lineup shouldn't make you trip over your dick to go pick him up, to go, wow, let's go out, Isaiah Stewart. It's all happening again. Eh, Not really. What it does frustrate us is sometimes with Bay's minutes or sometimes with Duran's minutes. And how Dwayne Casey screws it up, or sorry, how he manages the rotation, is going to be something we watch. But at the moment, Stewart is back starting. He put up pretty good numbers last game. We'll see what happens. Cavs-Wizards, next game. This is a back-to-back for Cleveland, we're gonna. I didn't put him here, but Rubio I expect to be out. Um, it has been updated that Kyle Kuzma is out, so Kuzma's is out. Beal is questionable, and Levert is missing Sunday's game for Cleveland, so he'll, I'll put him questionable for um, uh, for Monday. So it is a back to back there for Cleveland again. Rubio likely out. We do want to watch Denny Avdia. I'll be pretty stunned if Avdia doesn't start. Although they could just easily start Kispert now if. Beal is out, then Kispert and, and Avdia will start. And this does give Avdia that boost. We said that when they were healthy, Avdia probably was going to struggle. And we did see that. We saw, we saw him struggle. But if Kuzma's out and Beal's out, Avdi is going to have big opportunity. So he is a must-roster player. I also watched Dylan because The minutes are fine for Dylan. He's just doing nothing. And even his steal rate has dropped by like 25%. And we talk a lot about rankings of players and values of players. And I talk a lot about the rankings of players being so heavily influenced by a low volume category like steals and always being really cautious to understand what a ranking means and how a ranking is gotten there, what the ranking means, how the numbers influence that. And if it's influenced wholly and solely by one category that's a low volume one like steals, be always skeptical and be making sure that you need steals because the ranking a top 90 player doesn't necessarily mean must roster if it's coming from 3.1 steals. And nothing else, and that's where Deion is. Because when you don't get steals, then you're the 200th best player, and we're seeing that at the moment. So we're reestablishing him, seeing his role, which at 25, 26 minutes a night, 24 minutes a night, is secure. And if Beal is out, he probably pushes up a little bit, but the value is really limited, unfortunately, to that one category. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not traditional daily fantasy. It's not salary caps, it's not thousands of people going up against you. It's you. One on one versus player projections. So you might have Dylan Wright 1.5 steals and you say today's the day he's gonna get two. Let's go over. Or you might have Denny Avdia ten and a half rebounds and you say he'll get more than that. And you get between two to six of those individual player projections, put them into a lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry feedback. You can do that in over 30 US states. You can do it in majority of Canada. You can do it in under 60 seconds, and you can do it for sports that aren't just the NBA. You can do it for the NFL, for the Super Bowl. You can do it for the NHL. You can do it for Major League Baseball, which is about to start. WNBA, which is about to start. Women's College Basketball, Men's College Basketball, the PGA Tour, NASCAR, um, Cricket, MMA and of course disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's go to the next game. It is the Clippers. And the Nets. The Clippers are six-point favorites. Durant will be out. John Wall will be out. And there are a bunch of guys that I just don't know about. I am definitely not expecting Spencer Dinwiddie to play. I am definitely not expecting Dorian Finney-Smith to play. They haven't officially been ruled out yet. Don't expect them to play. And then there's Ben Simmons. Now, we just got an update here on Kyrie saying he's expected to make his debut Wednesday. There you go. So we've got that one. So I wouldn't expect... Um, didn't with Finney Smith to play then there's Tony Warren there's Seth Curry who left last game with an adductor injury and there's Ben Simmons dealing with a um uh what do you call it a knee knee issue for him so there is a bunch of stuff uh happening there that we don't know about unfortunately so what are we watching for On the Clipper side of things, it's Norman Powell and Marcus Morris. They really cut their rotation. They took both Covington and Luke Kennard out of the rotation last game. And that meant 32, 33 minutes for Morris instead of 28. And it meant 32, 33 minutes for Norman Powell. Now, Powell, we know, is fueled exclusively by high volume and high efficiency shooting. But that's great. Like, if you need that, he brings it. And when he's playing like that, he gets more minutes. So we're watching to see the role, what they do with those extra rotation spots. Do they use them at all? And how heavily are they going to lean on Powell and on Morris, whose last two games have been pretty solid. And then for the Nets, big questions, isn't it? Cam Thomas was excellent last game. Edmund Sumner was excellent last game. But I think some of that is going to depend on whether Simmons plays or Warren plays or Curry plays. I still think that the stream value of them, of Thomas and Sumner, is there. This is a back-to-back. We're not going to have Dinwiddie play most likely, Finney Smith play most likely, and I don't think that Simmons, Warren, and Curry, I don't think all of them will play. So there is a huge opportunity for Thomas and Sumner. But as I preface at the early part of the show, they might give you really good value. Again, Cam Thomas had 45% usage, 82 true shooting. Like just even if everyone's out, he's not going to do that same thing again. I'm telling you now, it's just not going to happen. And Sumner's not going to score 29 points either. They're not going to be the only two players who have double-digit scoring attempts. It's just not a realistic scenario. But... You know, when we look at wasting or using our waiver ads, hey, do we want to go and add Cam Thomas for the Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back when he might not have another fantasy-relevant game all season? You might have differing opinions of that. I don't. I, I don't know if he's going to play every night. Again, think, so many things can change with moves that get made. The Nets might make other moves. They might make zero other moves. So you might take a, a crack at that with a, with a hope that other things happen and they fully tear it down and they commit to Thomas for 25 minutes a night. I don't think that's likely, but you might have done the calculations and come to a different answer, which is totally reasonable. So yes, it's a great situation to stream Cam Thomas tomorrow. Absolutely great. But is streaming him for one or two games worth it when losing a waiver ad that you might regret come Thursday? I can't answer that question for you. I know what my answer is, but you've got. that's how I think you've got to approach it and how you've got to look at it. Spurs and the Bulls. Spurs just updated the injury report about two minutes ago as I was recording this. So we didn't know the status of a few guys, but what we do know now is that Jeremy Sohan is out, Romeo Langford is out, but they added Keldon Johnson with ankle soreness as questionable and Trey Jones is questionable with foot soreness. So there are quite a few interesting things that can still happen with that team. For the Bulls, Ball is out. Javante Green is out. We know Devin Vassell is out. Alex Caruso missed last game with a foot strain. I can't believe they listed him questionable. but there was no chance he was going to play in that game. I don't think he's going to play in this one either, the Tuesday, Wednesday. So I am going to officially mark Caruso doubtful. On the Spurs side of things, Malachi Branham was great last game. And it does help that Langford is out and that Sohan is out, but it's going to be more helpful if Jones is out. So you can look at Branham, but I, I think there's a chance in, in March, Branham is a 12-team league guy. It's going to require a few things happening with this squad, but there is a chance. But we also we have to remember that Sohan's out, Trey Jones is out, Langford's out, Vassal is all out. And that is how Branham got injuries. Oh, it's got opportunities through four guys being out. So again, do we add him for this game, Malachi? I think he'll be great in this game. I think he'll probably put up top 100 numbers in this game, especially if Keldon and, and Trey are both out, which looks like a possibility. But is that going to matter in a week's time? When and then all those guys probably play where Brandon might get 20 minutes off the bench and score seven points. So it's again, balancing. Short-term value, which is clearly there. It's clearly there for Branham and it might be monstrous or it could be nothing. Or, or sorry, or, you know, in, in four, four days' time, it's nothing. I also want to watch the Zach Collins, Jakob Pertl minute split. I can't really predict it. They're keeping Perdle in bubble wrap for a trade, then he plays 29 minutes, then he plays 30 minutes, then he plays 22 minutes. It, none, none of it makes sense. Right, so trying to get logic into that, you can't. I still think holding Collins through the deadline <clears throat> is worth doing. Um, but... There's no guarantee of any future value there at all. For the Bulls, DeSumo is going to get more minutes if Crusoe is out, and I do fully expect Crusoe to be out. They have a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back, the Bulls, so even if Crusoe plays, he's not going to play both of them. But DeSumo is not worth wasting a waiver add-on. He's not that good. And Pat Williams is someone that, if you've got on your roster, he's definitely a drop, but don't drop until there's a clear, longer-term winner from the deadline. Williams is just too back and forward, too up and down, too unreliable for me to look at as a guy we lock in as a twelve-team league player. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. If you're looking for a delicious treat, you found it. It's Built Bar. We love getting protein into our bodies. It's great after a workout, after whatever it, whatever it is we're doing—weights, bike riding, running. Getting protein in is important. But my, most times, protein bars taste like crap, or you feel if you feel like you want like a sugar-laden treat just to make you feel that, that nice, beautiful taste. And you have it, and you go, oh, man, look at all those calories. Built Bar covers both. It's high in protein, but it's low in calories. It's low in fat. It's low in sugar, but it is high in absolute deliciousness because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And now, instead of ordering from Built.com, you can just walk straight into Walmart, get a four-bar box of coconut puffs, of cookies and cream and double chocolate. Or you can get a 13-bar box of either the churro flavor or the brownie batter flavor straight from Sam's Club. So, go to built.com, find your built bars, or walk straight into a Walmart or into a Sam's Club and get yourself your built bars. Built bar is built different. Kings Rockets, back to back for Sacramento. We don't know whether Darren Fox is going to play. Fox is out again on Sunday, so he's got to be in doubt here on the road against Houston. I'd be pretty surprised if he played. Kevin Porter is likely going to be out as well for Houston. I don't really see any scenario where he plays. On the Rockets, we're always wanting to watch Tari preseason. Again, there's so much context that's important with him because you can look at last game and sorry, he have 25 minutes. He played the final 12 minutes garbage time in the fourth quarter when they were down by 40 points. He had 13 minutes up until the end, uh, the end of the third quarter and played the entirety of the fourth quarter because it was garbage time. So they treated him like a garbage time player in a game where Tate... Gordon and Porter were all out and everything still remains the same for me he plays minutes behind Smith and Shangoon. that's it is he a good stash it's very debatable for me I like what he does but the Rockets need to completely change their um need to completely change their uh, approach to how they use him just an update here TJ Warren probable Seth Curry out so that does help the Cam Thomas value for tomorrow it does help it. But again, we're talking is, is the short-term value better than the long-term value? I'm pretty sure it is. Um, Eric Gordon, I think, is going to put up some big numbers here for Houston in his return. He has been getting a ton of shots with Kevin Porter out. And there is some... It would, oh, Sorry, there would be some stream value if we were really heavily consider, considering streaming. The next game is interesting. It's the Mavs and the Jazz. Utah are five-point favorites here. Doncic is out. Kleber is out. Bertans is out. Irving will be out as well. Um, Christian Wood is the other one that is going to come back at some point this week I don't think that his status has been updated yet no we still don't know whether he is going to be available for this game so there could be some real weird lineups going on I think if we're going to talk about short term plays like Josh Green and Jaden Hardy the point guards on this team is Neil Akina, McKinley Wright I guess Theo Pinson is Jaden Hardy a point guard I don't know I think that will start Neil Akina. Um, but I think Hardy is going to be the guy to get a lot of usage here so Hardy would be a great guy to look at. Josh Green's value does go up with this trade for sure. And in the short term, it peaks. So I don't mind an add of him in a 12 team league. You're going to get a boost in the short term and probably a steady state back-end 12, maybe back-end, maybe 14-league guy as we move forward. But there is a real short-term boost happening here as well. But there's so much has got to change here. You've got Irving, Doncic, and Wood, the three biggest usage players on this team, likely not in on this game. And they could also, they could likely be playing, or you know, Irving's going to play, Wood might play Wednesday, Doncic might play Wednesday. They all might be back. So whatever happens on Monday has zero impact on what happens on Wednesday. Again, it's the tough part about this. is We'll see all of this stuff happen on Monday, and none of it means anything for the next game. That, that, is, that is a concern. For the Jazz, Kelly Linick was back to 30 minutes last game. I don't, don't think he played fantastically well, but the 30 minutes is what we're interested in, and that makes him, to me, a 12-team league player. I also want to watch Jared Vanderbilt Bar, who is now questionable with a back issue, uh, mispractice. Is he going? Is he injured because he's getting traded? Or is he going to get showcased because he's getting traded? I tweeted this out the other day, saying people will, will concoct anything. So Anyone gets hurt, man. It's because they don't want to play him. They don't want to risk him before he gets traded. Yet, if someone plays too many minutes, it's because they're playing them more minutes to showcase them for a trade. Both of those things can't equally be true. And Jared Vanderbilt's a backup center. We're going to wrap this guy in bubble wrap to trade him rather than showcase him? Which, which one is it? It can't be both. It's, it's neither, but it can't be both. But I do want to watch Vanderbilt to see wh- how he plays, what they do with Kessler. I don't think there's really any question that if Vanderbilt stays in Utah, he's not a 12-team league guy, though. The Thunder and the Warriors. Seth, Seth. No, no, no. The other one. Steph Curry is out. He has an injury which I don't actually know how best to translate it. It is a superior tibiofibular ligament issue, a partial tear, and an interosseous membrane. All right, so superior tibiofibular ligaments. They are the ligaments that connect the two bones in your leg. Interosseous membrane. Interosseous means inside bone. Osseous is bone. Inter is inside membrane. So what do these mean? From why and I'm, I'm going to wait to hear from this on Jeff, from Jeff Stotts, Jeff that this is obviously a few weeks, I would say, done for February here for Steph, probably back at some point in March. Um, What this, people go, is Dante DiVincenzo a must-add player? Well, again, Dante will not start. So, I, I don't think that makes him an absolute must-add player. It, he, he will not start. Jordan Poole will start. And Kevon Looney, who'd already replaced Jordan Poole. So Dante can be an ad, and he can sit around. He'll probably sit around the same. Josh Green, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, 130th to 125th, 140th best player rest of the season. He'll play 27, 28 minutes in this short term, but he will not start. He started last time because Steph and Wiggins were out, and that's where he had that real value. But it's only Steph now. So it'll be Poole, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney. And DiVincenzo, 27-minute-a-night, 6th man. It's okay to add. No problem with adding him because there is going to be a three, four-week period, I'm guessing, of him having solid enough value. But is he must roster? Yeah, I don't know about that. So, Curry will be out. Pokashevsky's out. Dort will be out. Robinson Earl, I don't think, he's going to play. He's going to stay in um, uh, in the G League, I think, for this game. For the Thunder, I don't know what I want to watch, really. Isaiah Joe, sure. Great three-point streamer, but that's really about it. Can score sometimes, but might play 25, might play 15 minutes. And the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams. We know it'll be him or Jalen Williams or Mike Muscala who starts, and they'll rotate that through every game. And Kenrich is okay to, to use, but, you know, obviously I'm not streaming him in here. Um, for the Warriors, DiVincenzo probably going to start, or definitely going to start. So he's going to put up some um, some pretty strong numbers, I think. Um. So I'm just confused myself there. Um, is Looney, Looney will be at least a good rebound streamer. That's what I'm trying to say. And then Divincenzo, we do want to watch that role, and we'll see how that all plays out. But as I just mentioned, like he is going to come off the bench and probably be 27, 28 minutes. Maybe he plays 30 minutes. Maybe that's enough. But it's still borderline enough where I don't go absolutely got to go in there. Um, next game, which is the last game of the night, it is the Bucks and the Blazers. The Bucks are four and a half point favorites. Bob Portis will be out. Yusuf Nurkic will be out. Justice Winslow will be out. James Christian um, Middleton, he, he he looks back. The problem is the low minutes, but he's rolling. He's like top 75 over the last week playing 21 minutes a night. It's great news. It's fantastic news. Let's get those minutes up there also want to watch Pat Connaughton, who is looking more like a 14-team league guy than anything. But how his minutes decline when Middleton's push up will be something for us to watch. Well, for the Blazers, Drew Eubanks got more minutes than Watford last game. Watford still scored more, but Eubanks was the minutes guy. I still think Eubanks over Watford is the right move in category leagues in particular. In points leagues, they're both very much fringe players. Um, and we just watch that situation again. Well, Josh Hart has played really well the last two games, some really solid performances from him. He still remains like a fringe guy. I'm not overly ecstatic about his overall upside, but he remains a fringe sort of option. Now, I'm not going to do streaming options for tomorrow. As I said, I'm not going to do it because I don't think you should be looking just to stream. If you want to find that, it's very easy to find streaming options. You can go and hit me up. You can go and check Basketball Monster out as well for our daily projections, if you remember. But I'm trying to discourage absolutely just spending everything to get one game's worth of value. I went through it all during those games as well. This is where the value can pop up. It's Cam Thomas. It's maybe Jaden Hardy. It's maybe Dante Vincenzo for those short-term ads. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.